What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Hill Varsity Club is opening in Omaha this May and is hiring for all hospitality positions. Do you love elevated food, exciting events, and having fun at work? Join our team by applying today at HillVarsityClub.com. Hill Varsity Club will feature a next-level mix of classic sports bar favorites and contemporary creations with indoor and outdoor seating and memorable live events like live music and sports watch parties. We can't wait to grab a burger and a beer at HVC this May. Apply for all front or back-of-house positions now at HillVarsityClub.com. Welcome to Meathead Test Kitchen, where food, fitness, and mental health come to hang out. Nutrition, training, and life, it's all fair game on MTK, Meathead Test Kitchen. Welcome to Meathead Test Kitchen, a podcast about food and fitness. I am Sadie. I'm Sasha. And it's been a hot minute since we've had a guest. Like, we've had a long stretch where we haven't had anybody on the show because we've just been, like, answering, like, this whole TikTok thing has been crazy for our (laughs) podcast. So we've just been answering questions via... The podcast that we get on social media, I feel like, for the last eight weeks. Um, yeah. But finally, we are rejoined by our favorite CrossFit and cat ladies, <laughs> um, Alex Parker and Meredith Root from Tactic Nutrition, also hosts of the Afternoon Snack Podcast. If you follow them on Instagram, you are going to see a few things. You're going to notice that, one, they don't pull any punches, which is mm-hmm. why we love them. Mm-hmm. Um, they also like to use the words consistency and balance. And if you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time, you've already busted out your fucking bingo, bingo card, card or taken your shots. <laughs> so without yeah. further ado, Alex Parker and Meredith Root from Tactic Nutrition. How have you guys been? Good. I mean, like, you know, Groundhog Day, we're still into oh this... God whatever, how many, however many months in the pandemic. But, yeah, it was uh, like a whole year ago that we talked about, hopefully we were going to be done with pandemic. And mm. then for five minutes we were, and surprise, not anymore. <laughs> yeah. So I think we got caught up in kind of the anticipation of it ending like everyone else. And it's, you get into this cycle where you start hearing like, okay, well in the summer it's going to be over, you know, the vaccine's coming and it's going to, that's going to be the end of it. And so you just start attaching all these timelines to when we're, you know, going to be out from under this thing and so i think i've just kind of adjusted to the reality that it is the reality like it's not going anywhere there's not an end to it it's something that we're gonna have to kind of learn to live with um long term so yeah it's like everybody kept asking you know a year ago what's it gonna what's when are we gonna get back to normal well unfortunately this is now normal yeah so uh yeah sorry to break it to anybody that (laughs) that is still like wearing those rose-colored glasses Mm. i'm gonna rip them off for you right now this is what we're dealing with now hello this is our lives um it's like nebraska football oh (laughs) we're gonna get it (laughs) oh wow you got that in there damn (laughs) we don't usually make a husker nod very often because well i'm not a husker fan so and i just lost a listener i'm sorry i'm an iowa fan i'm from the armpit of iowa the least i can do is root for their mediocre football team (laughs) So um, you guys have kind of switched as far as athletics has gone. Um, You're still doing CrossFit, but you're more focused on running. So Meredith, you did a triathlon not too long ago. You just ran a half. Alex, you're getting ready to run the the Chicago Marathon coming up 
So like, um, how has your training and your nutrition morphed to fit the new goals that you guys are undertaking? Um, to be honest, my training hasn't morphed like a ton. Okay. I was running already before I kind of decided to officially sign up for the Chicago marathon. Um, just, I like running and I think it's a, it's a really great way to kind of improve your fitness. And it's a nice way to get off like the rower and the bike and the skier and get outside. Yep. Um, I would say the, the majority of my training is, um, running and then more like upper body CrossFit based workouts with a couple of days of like lighter squatting or, um, just like single leg stuff, like step, step ups and stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, but the loading on the lower body is a lot lower. Like I'm not lifting quite as much as I used to. So it's all the, it's kind of all the same. It's just like the balance has shifted a little bit. Yeah. I've been watching, um, you guys were, y'all were Ollie lift. I'm terrible about that. I say you guys, I say, <laughs> dude, I'm that person. Um, but y'all were, y'all were Olympic lifting the other day. And, uh, I saw like snatch day looks very different for you two mm -hmm. than what it used to like super different. <laughs> so when people talk about taking on new athletic goals and they've been doing something like weightlifting for so long, I think that they lose sight of the fact that, Hey, you're going to be using your legs a lot more. Mm. You shouldn't be doing the loading that you were doing before. So that's what I was going to ask is like, why is it so important to back off of leg day when you're training for something like a massive event like that? Yeah. Like, well, for me, so initially I was, as I was ramping up my running, which it wasn't even that much at the time, I was still squatting heavier, I think three days a week because my coach was under the assumption that I still wanted to like maintain as much strength as possible for a potential like return to CrossFit, which is, it's, it's a fair assumption to make. Um, but then my, my quads kind of just got overloaded and we also mountain bike a lot. Mm -hmm. And I started getting some it, pain with my one of my knees. And so it was basically like, hey, we need to like kind of recalibrate here and figure out what's the minimum dosage of squatting to kind of maintain that strength and use squatting to help with the running, um, but while like avoiding injury. So I think for everyone, it's a little different. Like Mer Meredith, I'm, she can speak to this, but she's still squatting a lot and very close to her her maximum percentages. Um, but her running volume is lower because she just ran a half marathon. So it's a little right. bit different. Right. Yeah. Like I, um, I think that the key is intelligent placement, like across the week. So both of us, um, we're really only running three days a week. And so that's, that's, it's not a program we're running every single day. So if you compare like the running that we're doing to, uh, you know, a program that someone might get from a runner's world magazine or from a running coach, the days running are different. So where you, where you place squatting and lower body exercise becomes pretty important. Um, and the, the way that it worked for me, my running volume was a little bit lower. Um, and I just, I also tend to operate better and more consistently at higher intensities. So a lot of the volume went away. So the, you know, the volume squatting, the big sets, the repetition, but the intensity and the percentages stayed high. And so um, for people, for someone with a, a pretty advanced training age, it's not impossible um, to maintain the ability to hit, you know, 90 to 95% of a one rep max while incorporating more endurance training. Um, it just, it really depends on the person and how intelligently the strength work is, is worked into 
kind of the endurance piece. Perfect. And we yeah. talk about that a lot. Like, um, and it, you are a perfect example Two very, very high level athletes that your food intake probably looks pretty similar as far as like your workouts outside of running because of the distance that you are covering look pretty similar. Sasha and I talk about that a lot. We mm -hmm. eat a lot of the same foods. We do a lot of the same workouts and we look very different. And that is a great example of it. Um, I wish more people understood that. I wish more people yeah. understood the law of individual differences. It's some that like we're actually going to do an episode completely about the laws of training soon because as we were reading more and more and like we got I got my personal trainer certification in the last like six months or so. Thanks, COVID uh, needed something to do. So I guess I'd learn a thing while I was shut in my house. But um, yeah, that is, I think, one of the most important things that trainers in general don't really do a good job of conveying towards their clients mm -hmm. is like the law of individual differences. I feel like for me, that is one of the first conversations I have with anybody that wants to talk to me about working with us. It's like, yeah, sure. I'm going to, I'm going to suggest stuff. It might not work, but your body is different than mine and your goals are very different than mine. So this is where I see it going. We're going to try it and see what happens. And people think that fitness is such an exact science. Like how many times have you individually both of you had to rework your program since you've decided to like take on this whole endeavor of running and lifting simultaneously so you don't lose that strength um i think it's like we're lucky because we, we're not the ones reworking anything right. uh we report results back and then like how things are going and we work with one of the best coaches in the business from um not only a crossfit and strength and conditioning perspective but someone who is very bought in and very interested in endurance programming and so he's the one who's kind of sort of, you know, tweaking and manipulating. Um, and so, you know, how many times has that happened? A few, probably. I, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't know the exact answer. That's something that he would be able to speak to more than either of us, but you know, but yeah. even then, that's like a, you know, that's one of the best coaches in the biz. And even mm -hmm. then coaches still have to re, you know, that that's always a moving target. And I wish more people understood that your fitness is going to kind of forever be a moving target. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and that balance is, is super key, especially like we talk about this quite a bit, but when you're, when you're training for something like a half marathon or a marathon, like you have to figure out the balance for yourself. And if you don't have someone to report that stuff to it's going to make everything so much more difficult. Yeah. Even, even when it comes to food, um, like how much has your guys's food intake changed while you're training for something like this? Um, my, like the overall intake maybe up a little bit. I, I made a change to my intake uh, about <clears throat> six weeks before my race where I just sort of shifted to a much higher carb mm -hmm. uh, set point and lower fat just to kind of help with, you know, recovery and getting in carbs on running days and just kind of like um, become more, I guess, conditioned for, for, for carbs. You can't, um, you know, a lot of people think you just, you know, throw carbs at an athlete and they'll respond really well, but you do kind of have to like, you have to kind of ramp that up and train your body how to use carbohydrates, especially if you're eating like a lot of them and eating them during training and things like that. It's not something you can just flip a switch. So it's a change that I made, um, you know, in a period of time where I knew it would give me enough time to kind of, you know, optimize that change and use it to my advantage come race day. 
we like to talk about like give yourself two weeks when you change your macros because yeah spoiler alert if you go from eating like 30 percent carbs to 50 percent carbs and you don't give yourself an adjustment you're going to be bloated and you're going to be shitting for days (laughs) days you're going to be somebody doesn't know how to utilize it yeah like Like, you just said all this (laughs) this is way too many tortillas why are you eating this many tortillas My stomach at me every day. Why are you eating this many tortillas? Because I am. Deal with it. Yes. Uh, you guys, you two are the the queens of putting out content that is honest, straight to the point, and things that people necessarily don't want to hear um, that they need to hear. Like you had a post not too long ago about having time for the things that you want to put first, and we've talked that into just oblivion on this podcast. Like that that scene from Office Space where they're out there with the baseball bats just beating the copy machine to death. That's us. Um, but you can you expand on what that means for you guys and this just wild ride of life that we're on right now? Um, like uh, on a like on a personal level, I I've always prioritized health and fitness, like part partially because I've been so um, invested in sports and uh, and like academics to to a certain extent. Um, so it's it's really easy for me to prioritize those two things. And especially now, like as people age and health and fitness is like a really big topic right now, just generally it's all over everything. Um, it's easy for me to sit here and say to my clients like, oh, you just need to prioritize it. Um, it's really hard for some people to put that into, into practice. Um, so I think, and especially during COVID, like it's, it's easy for me to just be like, Oh, now I can really focus on training. Cause like, we're not traveling, we're not eating out like my health and fitness. Like just, it was like, it got, it got better. Um, whereas like it's my clients, it's, it can be the opposite. Um, and so I think when we put out that information, it's more like, uh, it's tough to, to text somebody and be like, get your shit together. Like oh, yeah. prioritize this. Yeah, you know, absolutely. It's easy to put something out into the world on Instagram and be like, Hey, everybody like get your shit together. Uh-huh. Um, people will be like, Oh shit, she's talking to me. But like, <laughs> it's not as like aggressive when it's not like, Hey Susie, like, what are you doing? You know? Yeah. Um, and coming like, I, like I read, I don't know if I'm answering the question properly here, but I read a, a book and it basically said it was a like a coaching book. And it basically said, you know, health and nutrition is, is is thought of as really easy by nutrition coaches because obviously they're pros at it if they're coaching nutrition. And a lot of nutrition coaches need to understand that when they're coaching somebody who needs coaching, it's it's like the metaphor is if you're really good at figure skating and you hop on the ice and you do some sort of trick, um, you know, it's really easy for you, but that person has never even tied skates before. They've never, like, they don't even know how to grocery shop, let alone cook, let alone plan, let alone, like, they don't know macros. They know nothing. Like some people are coming to us having no prior, like experience with anything health and fitness. Um, so you kind of have to like there, you know, there's prioritizing it, but there's also being able to guide someone in like, them knowing how to prioritize it, I guess. Yeah. It's, meeting your client where they are is yeah. is huge. Um, and I feel like a lot of coaches aren't capable of doing it's, that. It's also really difficult to build on anything if you don't have a foundation and yeah. if you don't have the building blocks because they, like any coach that you've had is hasn't given them to you. Like 
what you just said is perfect. Like you can put words out there. Like that's fucking great. But yeah. like, how do you actually follow? Like there can't be, I feel like there can't be a follow through. Like for me personally, when I first started on this whole journey, like that was the most difficult part. I had no idea what the hell I was doing. Yeah. You got to like put in, if we call it bitch work, you got to do the bitch work in order to have the foundation built. Um, balance is like super hard in general. I yeah, think it is period. But over the last, I think it's been 18 months. Hell, it's probably been almost, it's closer to two years at this point. It's been 84 (laughs) years. What are some of the, like the most important things that you guys do or you tell your clients to do to be able to keep the balance? Like you got to still be able to enjoy some of the things that you like and be able to work out in a way that you like, but there also has to be a balance. Yeah, I think it's, you know, a lot of people when they, they come to us, they, they've made a a decision to try to make a change and they've set goals and that can feel really good. It's like very motivating to set a goal. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there's a big rush of dopamine. It's like, yes, I'm going to do this. And then, um, you know, when it comes down to actually achieving those tasks and doing what's necessary, you see sometimes the motivation wanes and there's, you know, there's a, a biochemical reason for that. And so I think that, um, it's getting people to be realistic with themselves. And it's like, you know, you wouldn't be coming to us if you were capable of making these, these big changes and just in, in doing all of the hard stuff and being fine with that. So like you need to, to like people have to take a step back and be realistic with what's doable for them. Um, and that's, you know, a lot of people think that they can't make big changes while also, you know, including foods that they like or, you know, doing activities that aren't necessarily in line with being an elite athlete or whatever the goal is. Um, when in reality, doing those things will keep them on the path longer than trying to be someone who they're not or, you know, trying to do things they've never successfully done for more than a few weeks at a time. So we yep. don't really like it's getting someone to be OK with with just like good enough. Yeah, oh like good enough is perfect. Goosies. Yeah, goosey. I, I was gonna say good enough is good enough, but I mean, are we making yeah. t-shirts today? Yeah. Are we? Are, let's fire up the screen. That's the other thing too. Today. Like we talk about this quite a bit. Like the the constant reminder has to be: it's not about what you want to do; it's about what you're currently doing, what you can do. Like you could want to work out five days a week all you want to, but if you're not fucking doing it, you're not doing it. Yeah. So like, meet yourself where you're at half the time. Like I got, we got shit not too long ago on TikTok because Sasha was drinking a can of Bang Energy, and I literally I the I first want. person I thought adult. of was you, Alex, with your bag of M and M's in your cupboard. I was like, first of all, fuck you, Internet bro. If you were in the same room as us, you wouldn't even speak to us. And secondly, I never drink a full can. I drink like half of. I one. saw you drink That's a whole can size. for the first time ever, and it was because we were running market to well, you were. I was, I was navigating market to market, was, but that was the first time I've ever seen you finish a can. Four in the morning and had to run twelve miles. I was, <laughs> I was running around with a so- can a of soda in my hand and a CBD cigarette <laughs> between stops. I'm that personal trainer. I but, just think that it's it's super. It gets lost in the ether sometimes mm-hmm. because there is so much information out there right now, and people. You know, I don't know if it's because of the pandemic or because the last five years people have been getting more and more interested in fitness or nutrition or what have you, but uh, it always gets lost for whatever reason. Like, oh, I got my macros. It's for this. Uh, I put in that I, I'm highly active because I want to work out six yeah. days a week, but I'm only working out three. I'm like, okay, well, those are wrong then. Then you're not highly active. <laughs> because you're, everything's already calculated in there for you, yeah. but 
that's a really great point. Like I, I honestly hope that by this point, because at the top, we already mentioned this, but I hope our listeners got out their bingo card. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. Because I want to talk about consistency. Um, showing up is honestly like sometimes the hardest part. Like you can have motivation until like the year 2055. Yeah, it's great, but it goes away. It but goes you, in phases. If too. you don't have the discipline to keep doing it, even when you don't want to, that's where people te- uh, typically fall off. Do you have any pointers or tips for people that may have workout burnout, for example? Like, what about for those that are just starting on this journey? Um, you guys had a recent post about consistent imperfection beats inconsistent perfection every time. Yes, that's such a great line. Mm. I think people, uh, and we see this all the time, and it kind of goes back a little bit to what we touched on with balance. People have uh, an all or nothing attitude towards at least health and fitness, probably many other things. Um, and it's tough. Uh, we, we see this all the time. People, people come to us and they're like really, really gung ho and they'll, you know, hit their macros or they're, they'll go from zero to five days per week working out. Um, you know, they're, they're, uh, they can achieve that and they maybe they do for a couple weeks, but that just doesn't last because, Mm -hmm that's not really how you build habits. You have to kind of go like bit by bit. So, you know, if somebody comes to us and they're like, I'm going to try to work out five days this week. And I'm like, cool. And then it's like the next day or the next week, they're super motivated still. And it's like, they, they hit five workouts. It's like, good job. And, and like some people do keep that up and they just like can overhaul their lifestyle like immediately. And that's awesome. But um, with most people, there comes a moment in time and that's like, it's all, it's always around like the one month mark where they just, they're like, I haven't worked out in like six days or Mm -hmm. they just completely stop tracking macros. Um, And so at that point, you kind of have to go back and be like, all right, can we just like pick one day this week that you work out? Can we just, you know, focus on just hitting your protein or just your calories for this week? You kind of like walk it back. And then work up from there and, and reinforce that like, that's okay. That's good because it's better than the nothing that you're having or that you're kind of back, back to. Yeah, absolutely. I I think that, um, I mean, uh, that's obviously like really well put. I just, and you worded it better than I ever could for anybody. We get those questions a lot. Like, Oh, I'm like, going to crush it and I'm doing this, that, and the other thing, but habits take the old saying is, or the old thinking is about 30 days, but realistically it's more like 45. It's about six weeks for it to actually, because at that point, like it's a habit. So it's something that you don't think about doing. It's just what you do and getting to that point and having the patience to get to that point can be super frustrating. And I think that that's why you see that, that fall off at about 30 days. Yeah. People, they get to that four week mark and they're just like, like fuck everything. I heard sucks. Why am this I doing hard? This? Like, keep going. You're through, you're through, almost through the shittiest part. You yeah. really are. You're, yeah. you're like right in the middle of it right now. You're knee deep in that shit, but you're almost through it. Yeah. Um, and, and people just are like, Oh, fine. I'll keep going. It's like for real. No, just always just keep fucking going. Don't stop. That's what I always like. We had, um, we have a friend who has MS and he had to lose like a hundred and some pounds and he did it in just under a year. Um, and he is the one person, the only person that I have ever seen take on a, a very strict like nutrition. He's on the walls protocol. 
Um, so he had carbs, but he has very modified lower carbs because they do set off some of his MS symptoms. Um, so he went from drinking beer every night and eating fast food and smoking and all the stuff that he did uh, for fun to eating all of these vegetables and like zero carbs for a really long time and taking on working out. And he did it and he never, ever, ever messed up. And I was so amazed. And he's like, well, like I had to, or I feel unicorn. like shit. And I was like, yeah. that's a valid point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a, that's an interesting point. Right. And it's yeah. um, sometimes it's worth asking the question to someone who, you know, who is struggling. Maybe they've, maybe it's someone who's, who's tried to lose weight over and over again. And it's, you know, what, what would it take for you to, to make these changes? Like yep. what would like, is it, do you need to end up in the hospital because of your health? Like, what is it going to take for you to actually like do the hard stuff? And it's unfortunately for a lot of people, it is, it does come down to like, they, you know, they they need a health scare. And even then, even then that it's not always enough to get like the behavior right. to stick. So yeah, kudos to your friend. That's Dude, not impressive. To do. He's literally the only person I've ever seen do it. And he would come text me and I'd be like, dude, just don't quit. Like you've yeah. been doing so well. I know it sucks. Today sucks, but like have, have a treat. Cause we always built extra carbs in for if he wanted something yeah. like to smash half a bag of just like a mini bag of chips or, you know, something yeah. to keep his sanity. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that was, he was the first person I ever worked with on nutrition. Um, so it was a really, really cool learning experience, mm -hmm. like hands-on for me to work with him and to, you know, also be working with his doctor on this while I was learning how to work, you know, manipulate nutrition with people. Um, but it is, it's incredible to see when you figure out how to eat, so if you have if you have something going on in your body, if you figure out how to eat around it, how much better you feel. Yeah. Um, and he's also one of the only people I've ever seen stick to a keto style diet because he has to. Right. Like that's what Otherwise I tell it's not people. Sustainable. Yeah, that's what I tell people. I'm <laughs> like, I know one it. person that is the only person I know that is able to do the keto diet. It's because he has to. Right. I actually that leads really well to our next question. It sure like, does. I feel like a lot of people try to way overcomplicate nutri nutrition. Yeah. Like you need food to live. It's not that complicated. Like, but it, I mean, I can because there's a lot of fucking information out mm -hmm. there. Everybody wants the next best thing. Um, when it's really as simple as what are you putting in your mouth? Um, can you guys talk a little bit about accountability when it comes to nutrition and like the importance of taking the ownership of your journey versus looking for the next best thing when your mouth is attached to your body? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like, it's, you make a good point. Like the nutrition industry, um, you know, it's, it's a lot of different people, a lot of different authors who are, they're trying to, you know, sort of focus on the nuance and repackage nutrition in a way that makes people, makes people want to spend money on it. And that's, you know, that's the way that diets are. And, um, there's this comp this this concept of of mastery and so mastery with anything can be defined as like you start with simple and then it becomes complex and then it becomes simple again and so what that means is you go into anything that where you don't have a base understanding of what you're doing um you know not knowing anything so it has to be simple for you to understand it each and every concept has to be broken down into its most basic components until you understand and then once you get into that you can start to get into the nuance. You can start to understand, well, why does this work? Why does that work? Like, you know, kind of the science, like how can these things be manipulated and tweaked to move someone towards a goal? 
And so that's when things become more complex. And it's just an expansion of, you know, our knowledge and understanding. And then after a period of time in that kind of like complex block, what is complex then becomes simple again, because there's an understanding of it and there's a mastery of the concept. And so the, the problem with nutrition is a lot of people skip over the first part <clears throat> where they're, you know, they're in the first phase of simple, they're understanding the basics, they're breaking everything down and they go right to the complex. So they go right to the nuance. And that's where people, they latch on to concepts like fasting and ketogenic. And so they're latching onto individual, like individual nuances and tools that can be useful in very specific scenarios, but they don't understand why they're, they're useful for some people and not others. They don't understand how they fit into the big picture. And so, you know, for a lot of people who come to us, they've, they've done that before. They've done keto, they've done IF, they've read news headlines. They understand that these tools are there. And so it's holding them accountable to the basics and it's getting them to back up into that, like the first simple phase and understand like they are, they're absolute beginners. Mm -hmm. And if they ever want to get to the, the arch where they have, you know, an understanding of the complex and they've mastered nutrition, which to be honest is a, a pretty simple concept to master for, for most people, unless you're dealing with MS or a condition where, you know, a more specific approach is necessary. But in order for that person to ever get to the, the other side of the complexity, you have to hold them accountable to being a beginner and to, to having a beginner's mindset. And that can be really difficult because it feels like, you know, you're not necessarily making a lot of progress there because it's so simple and it feels so slow. But if you can get someone to buy into six months to a year of, of being a beginner and learning and embracing the basics and then understanding what switches need to be flipped, then you can build a very a, a toolbox that's very large, has a lot of different tools in it. Um, but the person knows exactly which tool to use and when versus, you know, getting out a screwdriver when they really need a hammer. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, you have to like really take ownership of your goals and your accountability too. I feel like, um, when I started this, I weighed almost 200 pounds when I started training seriously again for, I don't know how many years ago is that almost seven now? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. What year is it? Um, anyway, so I, the first thing I did was, you know, we, we started with macros and it made no sense to oh me whatsoever. Gosh. And I was so pissed off all the time because I couldn't fucking remember what like, is what is this? this? What is this? Okay. I weighed my food. Did I get enough? Fat? I should have just started with making sure that I was buying the right shit at the grocery mm -hmm. store and weighing the proper portion sizes before yeah. I took on macros. And when people talk to us about macros, they're like, it doesn't make any sense. It's like, okay, then you need to take a couple steps back and just focus on portion size, what foods you're actually putting on your plate yeah. and what you're buying Keeping to keep in your house first. What you're eating also. Yeah, because like, you that's can put going coffee to morph creamer in. in your coffee every single morning, but if you're putting half the thing in there, that's like 500 calories, yeah, bro. But it's like, so delicious. It but is. It's so delicious. Um, but you have to you have to do things on your own too. Like yeah. just because you're spending $150 on somebody to, you know, tell you not to put that thing in your mouth and tell you to move your body this way every month doesn't mean that you don't have any ownness in the whole equation yeah. either. Like you need to be reading things on your own. You should be like there's a lot of uh, this is another training concept guided exploration mm. it sounds like this weird like fucking therapy thing that mm. they tell you to do which they also do but also anyway simple when you look up what it means it is yeah just in guided exploration means that i'm going to give you a couple of the tools and say okay here's how you use this hammer to hit this nail now go build that birdhouse yeah 
Like that's nutrition in a nutshell. I feel like you are, you, you start with your hammer and your nails, you get some wood on the way, you build your birdhouse, then maybe you're building, you know, a roof for your birdhouse, yeah, doghouse. <laughs> and then you've got this whole ass like Taj Mahal. That is your <laughs> fucking tribute to greatness. That is you, yeah. you know, like it's, it's not going to be instant. And I think that social media has done a lot of harm for us in yeah. this concept too. Like we all want instant gratification and we all expect perfection because that's what we are spoon fed on social media mm. and people still buy into it. Like, there are still people that think pro wrestling is real. And there are still people that think that people that post shit on Instagram is authentic nine times out of 10, yeah. which spoiler alert, it's not like, here's an influencer tip. It's not, <laughs> we're, we're influencers now by default because we have a podcast. Like we've been telling people this for a long time though. What you see on social media and what is reality are two very different things. Yes. I might be posting something on social media, but you still have no fucking idea what it's I've done snippet. all day. Yeah. You got a, half a second snapshot of my entire 24 hours. Like don't, don't do that to yourself. Help yourself out by arming yourself with information. And that's where, that's where we love Alex and Meredith and yeah. the content that they put out because they are putting out good I was just information. Say, if you're going to follow anybody about like fitness slash nutrition, that isn't going to lie to you. Tactic. Like, we don't, tactic. Like every Squat single, I literally, I literally, some Those days are, just like, like yeah. I miss, I then I know I missed some stuff. They posted what they put, and, what they talk about today. And yesterday. I got to read the caption and I'm like, yes. And then I post everything because you guys are amazing. Yes. <laughs> yesterday it was a, a post about consistency. You were yeah. talking about one of your clients and I was like, yeah, go. Yeah. Um, so let's talk more about what you do with tactic. I think we've kind of covered some of the bases, but um, if, if somebody hasn't binged our first season yet and learn more about you two, um, give a little bit of your background, um, you know, nutrition wise and why you started tactic, just like cliff notes. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I was, uh, in law school. Um, I, I took psychology in undergrad and then I went to law school. Didn't like the idea of being a lawyer for many reasons. Um, uh, always been into sports and then I found CrossFit and anybody who's in the CrossFit community knows like how big nutrition is. And like, w there are many reasons for that. Like, um, you know, CrossFit is a, a training methodology and, but it's also a sport. And so, you know, nutrition is, is part of the training and to be good at the sport, you have to be good at the training. So like the, just the nutrition is a big part of it. So coming up in, in CrossFit, I got really into nutrition. Um, and then Meredith, she was working for a, an, another company doing nutrition coaching. And when I was kind of wrapping up the place that I was at in, um, in law, we, we decided to start, um, tactic, tactic up. And it's basically just like personalized nutrition coaching and, um, yeah, that's kind of the short version. Meredith, I mean, she has she has a bit uh, more of a history in, in the science aspect of of the like just she has a science background, so she can speak to that. Yeah, yeah, I basically agree in bioengineering, correct? Mm -hmm. like, yeah. So oh, I yeah, used to uh, talk. She knows her shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's like it's it's different. So I um, I mean, it's different, but it's not. So one thing that it'll it you know my background really allows me to do is I've. I'm good at reading and understanding and synthesizing information. Um, so I worked in a lab setting for a long time in, uh, in biotech and biopharmaceuticals. And, you know, kind of the joke is, or at least when I think back, I've been really been doing nutrition since like 
I started working in 2010 because I work in, uh, or used to work in cell culture. And so a big part of, of cell culture and, um, you know, process development for pharmaceuticals is, um, you know, health of a sustained uh, cell culture in a bioreactor. And there's a lot of nutrition that goes into that. So you, you're constantly having to like replenish substrates and deal with byproducts. And um, a lot of the processes that occur in um, a mammalian cell are the exact same processes that occur in, in the human body, just scaled down. Um, and the, the, the cells are a bit more compliant than most humans. Um, (laughs) so it's, uh, it was something I was always going to go back to. And then, you know, life happened and I ended up here, but I find that the, you know, the science is, is not so different. Um, the people make it different, Mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, I, I, it was a pretty seamless move for me because I took some time off, got into CrossFit and then was like, Oh, they, I can do science and fitness. Let's just do that. That's Not awesome. To, like, yeah. Toot our own horns here, but I feel like with Meredith's background in science um, and then my background in um, like psychology and then just more like, I guess, business with my law degree, it was kind of like a match made in heaven from a business standpoint, the personal side, not as much, but we're working on it. Um, the the joys of working with your partner. I know yeah, that. it's definitely yeah. complicated. Yeah. Um, but I think I think we like we really just want to get rid, like clarify the bullshit out there. Yep. Like we we're not trying to do anything new, but because we're not trying to do anything new, it makes us different because so many people out there, like Meredith said, are trying to like repackage nutrition. Whereas we aren't like, we're going back to the basics. We're trying to help people understand like, no, like you don't need to take collagen protein. You don't need to take supplements. You don't, you know, there's no magic pill. And it's like, sometimes it's just like, you know, you're pulling your hair out trying to get that message across, but all you can do is just keep hammering on it, hammering on it. And when people buy in, then they, they get, there's so much success there. And like, we've had people, we did a post on it, push back against that. And it's just like, you know, you're not, your service isn't, isn't worth it because like, you know, I already know all this stuff and it's like, well, then why are you overweight? Like putting it in place. Yeah, exactly. Like there's the accountability of holding people to the simple stuff is like where the money is at. Um, you know, and we're not making like, you know, a ton of money just pushing products online. Like, you know, we're trying to change people's lives in a, in a really genuine way. So it's, there's like, there's a lot of fulfillment and, um, there's a lot, there's many success stories, but it's, it's very frustrating sometimes because you are, I feel like working against the masses mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. being women, you deal with the same sorts of bullshit that Sasha and I deal with on social media <laughs> being called babe condescendingly and all of that. And it's like, bro, I would fucking end you. You don't even know <laughs> shit in the mansplanations me. of everything. Yeah. Yeah. We always, always be on Instagram. Like Meredith, Meredith does our Instagram fighting. And so I'll be like, Oh, there's a, there's another comment on this post Sasha and, someone posted and oh, she's please. like she's like it's a fucking man and I or sometimes you get females who have uh who have letters beside their name though that too that really you know people like you it's know, either a man or like it's a PhD it or ND or RD yeah um yeah. and then the first thing that they say is oh well what do you what do you what are your credentials it's like 
yeah, credentials are great, but like they only tell a very small part of the story. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm, I'm always like my credential was I weighed almost 200 pounds and now I don't. Right. <laughs> and I, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a, it's an interesting world. Like the nutrition community there, it's full of many different people and the people that are often listened to the most are not the ones who, I mean, take Gary Tobbs, for example. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, people swear by what he says. And I'm like, he's not even a scientist. He's yeah. a journalist. Yeah. <laughs> Which he's I, really good at telling stories. Oh, you can be both, but I mean, we're both, but we've also, you know, done the work to learn the shit to be both. Um, the, the dude on Instagram, or not on Instagram, the dude on TikTok that was telling people not to drink water because it damaged your metabolism. I was like, who the fuck is this guy? And why does he have a million followers? I reported him and he got booted. I'm not saying that I did it, but... <laughs> He got kicked off TikTok. It's all it's rightfully just so, so. It's so like I feel like, like. Why are you telling people not to drink water, bro? What the fuck? <laughs> well, it's the same thing as 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 drinking uh, bleach to cure COVID, oh, right? Right? Or eating. Well, I mean, that it's it's not just the nutrition industry. No, this misinformation is just just it's everywhere, and people believe them. it. It's insanity. Yeah. That's what I was going to say is like social media is great for connecting with people and being able to speak to large groups of yes. people, but it's also so fucking dangerous. <laughs> There's so much misinformation out there. I'm like, if I see one more fucking advertisement for a fucking wrap mm -hmm. to make you lose weight, all you're doing is dehydrating a part of your body for that. Or mm -hmm. like, stop. Like, it's you're so telling frustrating. me I just had to rub that $75 coconut oil on my ass and it'll grow. I didn't have to do a single squat. What? This is incredible. But I feel like, like the yeah. most common question we get is like one it's abs. It's almost always abs. Why don't I have abs? Yeah. Well, you may never be able to have I them, barely that have visible one. But also like the, you can target certain like fat Spot loss reducing, in a, yeah. a certain area of your body. I'm like, that's just not how bodies work. And I don't know where that came from, but it's so frustrating. There's actually a lady now that's actually, I, I saw her because other people were railing on her, but she's <laughs> telling her clients and she's boasting about this success because she's telling that she lost like a certain amount of weight. I think it was like 50 pounds, but she has clients and she's telling them to like not eat any carbs at all. Like at all, in any way, no vegetables, no sugars, nothing. I'm like, that's so dangerous. Like, what you're going to kill somebody. Eat? What are they going to yeah. eat? For, if you're eating that much protein, you're going to be, oof, your stomach's going to be so oh, mad yeah. at you. Yeah. So yeah. mad at you. Like, obviously, tell me you don't know shit about nutrition without telling me you don't know shit about nutrition. Yeah. You're not telling people, like, that is one thing I think that pisses a lot of people off is when we tell people to eat carbs and they're like, carbs are evil. Well, you can't sugar and carbs are bad. It's like, first of all, sugar is carbs. So if you knew anything about nutrition, you would know that sugar are carbs. Sugar yeah, are carbs forever. Carbs. Like they're not yeah. two different things. They are the same. I can't eat fruit because it has sugar in it. Like, uh, oh, come on. <laughs> come on. Yeah. I can't have grapes. Sorry. Carrots are high on the glycemic index. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Okay. For sure. So? Oh. So mm. frustrating. Yeah, the don't ever, really don't ever say glycemic index to me ever again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. That's how I treat my clients. Yeah. If you don't know that. what it means, you're not allowed to say it. <laughs> Absolutely. So Alex, you've been prepping for the Chicago Marathon. Um, congrats on your sub 25K, by the way. I saw that the other day. That's impressive. That's really, really difficult to do. And I'm glad you did it. Even though you thought you weren't going to, I was like, fuck, you're going to nail that because you always do. Because that's what you do. Um, so you've been working on that with team and training. Your family is actually going to run in honor of your sister. And sorry, everybody, we're going to get a little emotional today. I know it's not a mental health check, so we might have a good cry at the end of this episode. But um, you're doing it in honor of your sister. 
which I think is awesome because I also kind of have the same situation as you do. I lost my brother to Ewing sarcoma when I was 18. Um, so when I read that post about you training with team and training in honor of your sister, I lost my shit because it's, it's awesome. Um, so thank you for doing that. Thank you for helping in the good fight because fuck cancer. Um, but tell us what it's been like working with team and training. Cause it's not the first time you've worked with them. You've done this before, but you're currently doing it now as well. Right? Yeah. So I did it. Uh, we lost my sister in 2010. It might've been 2002. Oh, you know, it gets to a point where you like forget the dates. It it's like, it it's, it's, it's crazy to believe it was that long ago, but it was 10 or it was 2010. And then I think we signed up for the, san francisco marathon in 2011 okay and that was a a marathon that my sister she was into running and she was like when i'm better i want to run the san francisco marathon and the reason why was because when you cross the finish line you don't get a medal you get um a tiffany's necklace that's designed specifically for that um that that year that race and so it's just it's a little like medallion kind of thing and it's given to you by um a firefighter. And she's like, I really want to run that race. And so when she passed away, I was like, I I had already been running a little bit. Um, and then my dad was a big marathoner. So I was like, I, I think we should run. I, I want to run it. And so when I, um, when I entered, they, they do a, a lottery because so many people want to run that race and I didn't get in. And then I, I think that was my dad and my mom also entered into it because they wanted to uh, run it as well. We were going to do it together. The only person who got in was my mom. And so we kind of like searched around and someone told us that if you fundraise a certain amount through team and training for the Leuke leukemia and lymphoma society, you get, you actually just get in, like they have a certain number of spots for that. So we were like, that's a, you know, a great idea. My mom was a little bit reluctant at first just because it was, it was still pretty fresh and pretty raw. And I was like, look, like the fact that it's fresh and raw, like we are going to rake it in. People yep. are going to, you know, it's, it's when it's a personal story, um, you know, people are a little bit more sensitive to that and they'll donate. And, um, we ended up raising over $85,000, the three of us. Oh, yes. That's um, awesome. And it was a really cool experience. Like running a marathon is a cool experience in itself, but, um, doing it with my family and kind of doing it for that cause was really cool. And so when this year, um, I didn't qualify for semifinals for CrossFit, I was like, you know what? I'm going to run a marathon. Like I'm really enjoying running and I kind of want something just like different than what I've been doing for the last like 10 years, basically. Um, and I was just going to do the Calgary marathon here that happened last weekend. Uh, but then I thought, you know, if I'm going to do this, I should do like a cool one. You know, it's been, yeah. you know, 10 years since I've run a marathon. Um, and I, I was able to do, do team and training again, even though it was a U.S. race, like the you had there was some you know hoops to jump through there, but I got all registered and then started um, fundraising for that. But that's coming up in about eight days now, so that's we're going to sh we're leaving in a week to go to Chicago, and I'm really excited. I'm I've raised um, fifteen thousand so far, and it's just like it's cool, you know, raising money for a cause that. I've heard firsthand stories about people's lives that were saved from research that was specifically, you know, uh, funded by team and training. Um, and so, you know, even though I lost my sister and, you know, it's, it's, it's nice to, to know that you can help somebody else, but I think more selfishly it, and I was saying this to Meredith, like it's, it's nice. It's been so long since she passed away and it's, you know, 
I'll never forget. And like, I, I don't think other people will. Cause she was, you know, she touched a lot of lives, but it's, it's nice to kind of like think of her more and like, mm-hmm. you know, share that more and to have like all of this support behind me. Um, even just on Instagram, like interest in my training and like the reasons why I'm doing it. It's just like, it's been really nice. Um, in like, it's in a selfish way. And just like, you know, to kind of just do something for her. And then I also lost my grandma in very close succession. So it's for both of them. And yeah, it's, it's been, it's been really cool. I'm going to try not to cry because I already am. But um, personally, I found something that helps is to, to celebrate. Like um, I was, I spent my first couple of years of that anniversary, just miserable all the time. Until I figured out, like, God damn, I knew I was going to cry because I always do. It's been 15 years and I still fucking cry when I talk about it. Um, but, like, when I celebrate and do stuff that he liked or things that we would do together, it would make me feel better. So, like, I love that you're doing the same thing by taking something that she loved so much and then doing it just to the nth degree because that's what you do because you just go out there and fucking crush things and... We're going to put the link up on our website. So if you're listening right now and you would like to donate, you can go do that. Meatheadtestkitchen.com under the show notes. We'll have the link on the show page for this week. Um, but it's just, it's fucking awesome what you're doing. I, yeah. when I read that post, I just, I bawled. Um, and then I put something snarky probably as a comment. Cause that's what I do. Uh, Cause I don't like when people know that I cry. I'm that person. Um, but it's, it's incredible. And we're super excited for you to do this. And we hope that you fucking crush it. Thanks. Yeah, I think to I'm like not to, you know, get too sappy here, but (laughs) too late. I already did. (laughs) When we when um, you know, you do like a a funeral and with hers, uh, and I hadn't I hadn't really been to any funerals before that one. Um I like I think maybe two. And one of them was my grandma's and it was at a church, so it was a little bit more traditional. But for my sister, we didn't want to have a funeral. We did like a celebration of life. Yep. And so many people showed up. And um, one thing we did that we did like a toast to her and she, she was a, a little bit of a party animal and she really liked uh sourpuss. Ooh. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Why. So everyone took a shot of sourpuss <laughs> and like, you know, there's like, you know, 500 people there. It's like a lot of people just had never even had, it. it's like bright pink. <laughs> But that's um, powerful. The, like that's that's such a beautiful experience for all of you to be able to hang out together and do that, you know? Yeah, totally. And then, you know, for a, a long time after, um, my mom would say, like, I I feel guilty laughing. I feel like I feel guilty kind of having fun. And it, you know, we've talked about this a lot. And at some point you have to think like, you know, what would my sister have wanted for us? And like, are you know, are we just gonna live in in, you know, misery and sadness for the rest of our lives? Like no, you can remember her. And like, I'm sure she appreciates when we remember her every year and do something special for her. But um, yeah, I think I wouldn't even say it's moving on. It's just like learning to live your life with that. And, you know, as part of you. Yep. Cause it never goes away. It never, what up squirrel? (laughs) Thanks nature. I needed that while I was crying. There's a squirrel in my driveway. Um, It, it never, it never really goes away. It never, hurts less it just hurts in different ways if, if yeah. that's a good way to explain well, it i think perfect. um it changes like the sting is less but it's still there mm-hmm. um and it's always something you live with 
grief evolves just like we do as yeah. human beings. It like kind of evolves with us. Um, it obviously changes us like forever mm-hmm. um, when you go through grief. But I think very much that it evolves with us as we evolve. As yeah. People. Yeah, so the thing I do um, every December 16th, which is the day that he passed, um, I get a burrito, I eat hot wings, and I drink, I usually don't drink because my body doesn't like it, but I drink a Corona because that was his favorite beer. So that's like my my sourpuss tradition. <laughs> and if I'm at a hockey game, I swear at the Omaha Lancers chicken because he used to go get drunk at the hockey games and tell that chicken to fuck off. So <laughs> Yeah, it's... The Lancers thing is weird. I don't know why it's a chicken. I don't know why it's a chicken either because <laughs> their mascot's a, a knight. Like, yeah. they're the Lancers. Why is it? So, yes, fuck off hockey chicken. That is part of my tradition. And, yes, you see, you have to laugh about it. You have to yes. take it and make it some way that you can. It sounds fucked up, but you have to be able to have fun with it after oh. a while because it's part of your life and it's not fucking going anywhere. So you just deal with it. Yeah. And, yeah. The, and the people that you loved wouldn't want you to be miserable no. forever either. No, God, no. They wouldn't want you to be miserable. Um. We, this has been just fantastic. Like I, we need to probably have you guys on more often, like twice a year. Yeah. <laughs> just once. Um, how can people find you? Um, and where can they listen to the podcast? Um, we're most active on Instagram. So we're easiest to find there at tactic nutrition. We're like all over the DM. So if people want to reach out, that's, that's a good place. Our website's also a good place and that's getting overhauled, uh, in the next couple of months. So it'll be a little Ooh. bit more, user friendly and look different and have some, we're going through a bit of a brand refresh. So, um, and then as far as the podcast goes afternoon snack, and you can get that on Apple, Spotify, Deezer, Google podcasts, really whatever platform people use for their podcasts. We're on it. And we, uh, we do about one episode a week and, um, no real structure do it. No, uh, we don't schedule things. We're just like, what do we want to podcast today? And that's what, you know, I like that's what Alex's mom is on the podcast. Brenda's always a great guest. Everyone <laughs> loves Brenda. She's a riot. Your mom's hilarious. I love her. I just saw that post the other day um, on Instagram and I was like, hell yeah, Brenda. Go, Brenda. She <laughs> you post her I, and I'm like, get it, girl. Every I time. I started so. that podcast being like, so last time we were on, we were talking about how like you just don't really give a shit anymore about <laughs> how you look. <laughs> I mean, honestly, you get to a point in your life as a woman at a certain age, and I'm at that age because I've been with the same person for 12 years, and it's like, what? I just don't give a fuck anymore. It's like, okay, you think that I'm not hot. Bye. I, I don't, don't care. I haven't worn jeans in three years, you guys. I either yeah. look like I'm going to the gym or I just came from it, regardless of what I'm doing. Yeah. I don't remember <laughs> the last time I put on makeup outside of prepping for our podcast. So sorry, not sorry. Phil doesn't I, care. He's held my I wore hair. a shirt out that I had slept in that night yesterday. Screw <laughs> it. That's what I did yesterday to work. It's COVID. Yeah, it's just yeah, like, you're yeah. not. It's COVID you're fat. not. <laughs> oh, I am. <laughs> as long as it doesn't smell like armpit, it passes the test exactly. for me. It's all good. Like... I I'm just I'm like on the scale of chickdom I'm a dude like I'm Phil's married to a, a dude trapped in a chick's body most of the time because I fart like a dude and I burp like a dude and we talk about poop like dudes but yeah um, poop is normal though poop is normal Everybody you poops. should be pooping twice a day by the way if you're not uh, Dr. Sadie says uh, so yeah find Tactic Nutrition on Instagram Afternoon Snack Podcast anywhere you get your pods we'll have those links up on the show notes page as well as the link to donate to Alex's team and training fund and if you can do that please do it's a great cause she's going to be running the chicago marathon very very soon um in honor of her sister and she's going to fucking crush it and we are so excited to watch you crush it thanks i think meredith's gonna 
bring the camera out and do some YouTubing. We'll do some vlogging for yeah. sure. <laughs> I'm hoping I'm vlogging. hoping that the stars can align and I can make a road trip to see you guys when that happens because that would be awesome. I just need to figure out whose couch I'm going to surf on while I'm in Chicago. <laughs> it's not that far away. It's a six-hour drive. It's easy. Cool. Well, thanks for being on the podcast. Afternoon snack podcast. Find them anywhere. Tactic Nutrition online. Meredith and Alex, thank you so much for joining us. You are the best. Thanks for having us again. This was great. We are proud AF to be a Herd at Media podcast. You can check out our lineup. It is stacked from entertainment to sports to agriculture. We literally have a podcast for everyone. HerdAtMedia.com. Um. Make sure if you don't have merch already or if you want more merch since it's getting chilly outside. Merch pays the mortgage. Grab the latest MTK merch at shop.herdatmedia.com. We also have a merch link on our website, meatheadtestkitchen.com. If you have questions, as always, email us, hello at meatheadtestkitchen.com. You can DM us everywhere. We're at Meathead Test Kitchen except for Twitter because that app should just burn in a fire. Yeah, it should. Uh, We're on Twitter just because we're on all social media, but Mm. we're at MTK staff on the fucking garbage fire that is Twitter. I used to say Facebook was a garbage fire, but I think Facebook is more tame now. I don't even use Facebook anymore. I don't even yeah, I'm never on Facebook anymore. I just yell about red hot chili peppers on TikTok. <laughs> I snuck it in again. Fuck you, Anthony Kiedis. Oh my God. <laughs> Anthony Kiedis. This podcast and Herd App Media officially have no problem with you or your band. Just Sasha me. just doesn't me personally. appreciate your musical stylings. And she's allowed. We love uh, you all. Please be kind to each other. Thank you for listening every single week. Um, we appreciate the fuck out of you. Yes. And if you're eligible for your COVID booster shot, please get that scheduled please for your health. For your health. Because we ours. care. And ours. Because we're all in this together, motherfuckers. Have a sure. good day. Have a great week. We hope you crush it. Me head test kitchen. Out. Join Sadie and Sasha every Monday, helping to make your fitness and nutrition journey suck less. MTK. A Huda Media Production. <laughs>